0: Well, sad news uh, in the past week. We've had two highly accomplished and successful people um, in the news for committing suicide, Kate Spade, her handbag she was well known for, the designer, and also Anthony Bourdain, the incredible chef. And um, this spike in suicides or this, these two high-profile suicides uh, you know, has already led to a 25% increase in people calling helplines, suicide helplines around the world, and uh, there are often copycat suicides that do follow high-profile suicides, such as after Robin Williams' death, when there was a 10% spike. So, look to talk through it and find out ways of minimising uh, that copycat effect. We have the wonderful and our regular psychiatrist Dr. Tanveer Ahmed in the studio. Thanks for joining us Tanveer.
1: Pleasure Miranda.
0: Sad news again, but I feel that in some way the the massive coverage is there's there's an element of almost glorifying suicide, excusing it. I mean in my my mother used to describe suicide as being incredibly selfish and people didn't really talk about it. Was that a better way or not?
1: Look, it's very tough to strike a good balance here. Like, we've moved from lots of these issues, be it addiction, and suicide falls into that too, where it's gone from a kind of moral issue to a sort of blameless medical issue where people are painted as blameless victims. And to a large extent, it is useful. It helps people go seek help, particularly in suicide, where uh, often it's related to mental illness. And we don't want big stigma around mental illness. We want people to seek help, especially serious mental illness like Mm. schizophrenia, bipolar... But on the other hand, like say 100, 200 years ago, suicide had a different meaning. It might have had a moral dimension, might have been this political act, you know, uh, goodbye, cruel world, this kind of thing. We used Uh, to see
0: Buddhist monks setting themselves on on fire.
1: Whereas now it's seen as this kind of really disconnected individual act, particularly in Western societies. And I do think the complete destruction of shame or uh, kind of stigma around it, to some extent. I don't think it's, it's 100% gone, which is why so many suicides still go unreported. But I do think when you go too far towards that blameless victim
0: mm.
1: narrative, which we've done to some extent addiction, mm. it doesn't always help, particularly with that act of suicide. And one of the factors that p- potentially prevents suicide are people who are religious. So people who are Muslim, people who are Christian. Because there are strong, uh, essentially... Uh, Kind of stigma or negative connotations associated with outright, or in many respects, outright bans on it according to their religion. That actually does prevent people from doing it. So part of me wonders if we've gone too far down the destigmatizing suicide. Mm. And there has to be some element of shame or almost a notion that it's a kind of a self homicide. Mm. Like, I wonder if we need a shift in the language we have around suicides because it causes so much devastation. And obviously at the same, you know, I've got patients who've committed suicide and you don't want to kind of belittle them in any way. So finding that right balance, mm. I think, is really challenging. But are they entirely blameless or do they entirely lack responsibility? And there are broader movements. It's sort of when you, when you, have, um, uh, when you look at political philosophers who have touched on this, it's almost this uh, example of where liberty has gone too far. So we move to this idea of individual liberty. And euthanasia is another good example. So mm. the more the euthanasia debate, and regardless of what you believe around that, uh, when it is legalised, it does add another dimension where adds that suicide cheapened. an element of rationality to it. That's yeah. okay. That if it's, if it's your individual right to take your life in your hands and, and end it, that it's acceptable. So we have gone de- down quite far down this path. And well,
0: Kate Spade had a 13-year-old daughter and, you know, suicide has effects way down the generations. What kind of an effect would that have a, well, on Well, I, I must say
1: when I saw that I was... I wouldn't say I was um, 100% surprised, but generally people with children, that's usually a protective factor. Mm. Like you're far less likely to commit suicide. Mm. Um, but I, what I... To be honest, both these suicides, what troubled me about them is they seemed quite impulsive. Mm. And that's actually an area that you can often prevent so often the areas we can actually prevent, suicide still This goes to the heart of the modern condition. It's not entirely medical. We try and paint it as medical, but really it's still, got, it's still metaphysical, spiritual elements that aren't always medical. You can treat some mental how, illness. How
0: do you prevent it?
1: That's it. I mean, the key ways we know we can reduce it, one is treat mental illness because mm-hmm. certainly a large proportion of suicide is associated with mental illness. The other is some of these impulsive acts mm. where they've usually got some sort of personality vulnerability. They're more likely to be impulsive. They're more likely to be really sensitive to feeling rejected, abandoned, or they don't know how to process rage. Hanging in particular, interestingly, hanging is in in my field is sort of seen as quite a violent act. So it's mm. often linked to a lot of rage. It's people who are really angry, but don't know how to kind of externalise it, and it's sort of rage turned onto the self. Mm. So that's when I think I think it was Kate's. But I, mm. I don't know the full details. But well, when, I see, when I see when I see hanging, it's actually a very angry, it's a violent yes. type of suicide. But then say Anthony Bourdain and. Um, when it's impulsive associated with drugs and alcohol, they're actually the ones that are very preventable. So right. when you see it in hospital where people have done it impulsively, one of the questions we often ask around suicide is, did you plan it for more than two hours? Mm. Right? And as soon as they have, it's actually of higher risk. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who wake up after an attempt, nine out of ten of them will greatly regret it. Mm-hmm. And many of them, some of them will never make that sort of attempt again.
0: And look, I'm interested in your opinion on this. About 10 years ago, or even longer ago, uh, there was a very strict code of conduct that was imposed or, you know, accepted by the media, which in terms of reporting suicide, and one of the aspects of it, well, you know, was not to mention the type, you know, how the suicide, the method, the method of suicide, yeah. and also just to really minimise the reporting of it and so on. In recent years, we've now... we you know, the me- all of the media is putting suicides on page one, especially youth suicide. I'm very troubled by that because I feel that humans are very suggestible and we are copycats and we follow fashion. And why wouldn't suicide be as much of a fashion as anything else?
1: Well, it's true. I mean, there are guidelines ar- around it. Uh, you're right. Sometimes it can go too far. And that, um, that show, the Netflix show, 13 Reasons yes. Why, it was a huge debate around that. And it can reach a stage where it also limits artistic freedom too. So to be honest, I'm I'm a little ambivalent about it because I feel like with a lot of these studies, they're able to measure the harm, but they actually can't measure the benefits. Right? It's a bit like public health studies where mm. they're like alcohol kills this many people, but they can't measure the benefits. So it's actually not. that You mean, dissimilar. as in
0: the benefits of how many people didn't commit suicide. Well, exactly. So right. you
1: know all this discussion that yeah. it generates, people seeking help. That's actually not never measured. In these types of studies, I do think uh, you do need to have, you know, certain guidelines where you can still tell a beautiful story or, you know, like a moving story around suicide without sort of graphically depicting the methods or or giving it a glory. And the reality is a lot of celebrities over these have committed suicide. I think that does add a bit of potentially, you know, like it or not, it does kind of give a glamour to it that if you're this you know brilliant artist, it kind of goes with the with the trade, so to speak, to be honest, but I 'm ambivalent about it. I think we need a firmer debate on it because these guidelines are there, and while it 's argued there 's evidence for it, I would say it's often entirely the harm is measured, but they actually don 't have very good measures of the benefit. for example, I mean thirteen reasons, I think is a good example, where I suspect that generated a host of kind of uh, lounge room conversations which might parents, be good with parents and teenagers. Ah. And that's not easy to measure, mm. whereas often you can measure, okay, there were this many attempted suicides, etc. Mm. and that no question happens. So I find it a really tough balance. But I do certainly agree with you it shouldn't be glorified, mm. the method shouldn't be. But I still think it's really important to report it mm. and give it some uh, descriptive elements. But when it's really bland, it has no impact. When it's really bland, people sort of... Re- and it, it's a, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't sort of... Um, it doesn't ha- penetrate if it's really bland story. So this is the tough balance.
0: And I think, as you say, as we started, uh, there should really be uh, some sort of, you know, people should not be given a complete free pass. I, I think it was terribly selfish, you know, of uh, Kate Spade. I'm sorry, but to, to well, go think, and leave her 13 year I feel like we need to word it almost behind.
1: differently, where, yes, we want people to seek help. We don't want stigma around mental illness, but I feel like we need to paint suicide a little bit differently. Yeah. As I mm. said, something like a self-homicide, mm. there needs to be some element of stigma and some element of responsibility yeah, for people right. who actually kill themselves.
0: Yeah, so look, lifeline if anyone is feeling bad is one three double one one four for that call and um and seek help. That's the, the ultimate answer, isn't it? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tanveer, that was Dr. Tanveer Ahmed joining us.